So few things can pull people together like a historic snowstorm. If you were here last weekend, more power to you. I was not. I don't think anybody was. We ended up taking the uh, rather unusual step of canceling our regular worship services due to the significant amount of snow that came last Friday and Saturday. In fact, here in Alexandria, I saw that in that less than 48-hour period, the city received over 50% more snow than it normally gets over the course of an entire year. So when that much snow falls in that short of a period of time, there's not much choice that you've got other than just to hunker down, to ride out the storm. When the time comes, though, to head out, to leave that place that you've been for the past few days, whether it was home or your workplace, you've got to dig out. And that's just what my family and I set to doing on Saturday morning as the snow was still falling. We thought we'd maybe move a little bit off so that it'd be less of a buildup later on. And while we were out there shoveling the snow, after a while we noticed some of our neighbors coming out, shoveling, clearing their driveways. And those are people we don't normally get to see. We're not often the home at the same times they are or outside at the same time, particularly during the winter. But the storm gave us a chance to get to know each other, to help each other out, to connect as neighbors. People were helping shovel each other's driveways, clear sidewalks, push cars that had been stuck in snowbanks. The storm gave us the chance to really be neighbors. And for what I've heard over the past several days, many of you had similar experiences. Here in Northern Virginia, it seems like you're lucky if you get the chance to interact with those people who live closest to you. Most people keep pretty busy schedules, whether it be going to work or school, all the activities that build up in our life here in this time and place. And when people are at home, they often just want to rest. I know that's usually what I like to do when I'm home. It's just a time to rest when you're not doing all the chores and everything else you have to do. But our apartments, our townhouses, our condos, our homes all become places where you take refuge, take retreat from the rest of the world, maybe even become bunkers. That makes getting to know your neighbor that much more of a challenge. So what do your neighbors think of you? What if they knew that you were a Christian? Would that make them want to spend more or less time with you? I could be wrong about this, but it seems like the world at large has a mistaken perception of what Christianity is all about. I've heard people say that it's just like other religions, each of which is claiming truth as its own, exclusive truth. They think that Christians talk about moral living and believing in Jesus as the most important things in life. However, there's nothing distinctive about Christianity that they feel would make it worthwhile. They see Jesus as a moral teacher and nothing more. What do you think? There are reasons that our neighbors seek the Christian faith the way that they do. Big part of that is the simple fact that the world will continue to reject Jesus as its Lord until he comes again. 
But that being said, though, our neighbor's perception of Christianity probably has more to do with the Christians that they see and hear on a regular basis. They look at politicians who claim to be Jesus' followers, yet act and speak in ways that say otherwise. They hear that you have to believe in Jesus as God's son in order to get to heaven, but they don't really see what that has to do with the here and now. They see Christians like you and like me who go to church to worship, but then go back out into the world lacking in love towards the people around us as we move from day to day. The object of the Christian faith is more than teaching about moral living. It's more than a belief in Jesus as the one who saves us from sin, death, and the power of the devil. Yes, it does point us to God's design for living life right. It does show us that Jesus is the Christ, our sole Savior. But the God-given gift of faith does more than just that. It both enables the believing and the living of a renewed and restored relationship with God. It brings us out from death into life to experience that relationship, not just ourselves, but restored relationship with the world around us. Christianity is about living out that restored life with God into eternity by His grace. In our gospel text today from Luke 4, we heard examples of how Jesus went about his mission to bring the good news of God's kingdom, his reigning into our broken world. We hear examples of just how important human beings and our day-to-day lives are to our creator. The Son of God came down into his creation because you are worth it. You are valued. You are loved. In this season of Epiphany, as we celebrate that light of Christ that has broken into our dark world, we remember that Jesus entered into human life for all human lives. And that includes you. Jesus took his journey to the cross in order to set the captive free, in order to rescue from the kingdom of the demonic. As he traveled through those villages of Galilee in those earliest days of his public ministry, Jesus brought God's love to bear into the lives of those he met. Proclaiming God's word of grace at the synagogue, teaching the people, he showed them what it meant to live as God's children. And then going out into the world, into the streets of the towns, he could have just spoken. He could have just said the word and ended their sickness and suffering. But he didn't. Instead, he gave his healing touch to individuals like Peter's mother-in-law, like those many who came as the sun was setting. Jesus didn't just heal them all. He spent time with them. Jesus fulfilled anew God's promise through Jeremiah, that promise we heard in our first reading, 
For I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. There in Galilee, through those first miraculous signs recorded by Luke, Jesus shows that he is not simply a teacher of right living. He spoke with God's word of authority, rebuking the darkness that had dimmed the lives of those he touched, driving it out. Here, today, Jesus still speaks with authority, driving out the darkness that has dimmed our lives as he calls us forgiven, as he invites us to the feast that he has prepared with his own body and blood. And here as we gather at his table in Holy Communion, he invites us to taste and touch the means that he uses to deliver that new life, that benefit to both body and soul. Here, today, God is again working through those means that we can touch to be with us, to deliver us. Here, today, God is making it possible for us to really be neighbors. Jesus went about through Galilee showing people that they were loved by God. He neighbored everywhere, delivering God's gifts in love. And God still gives his gifts to his people, as we heard in today's epistle in 1 Corinthians. But those gifts are grounded in love. God's love for you and me in Christ. Jesus is still neighboring everywhere. And he wants to neighbor everywhere through you. By this point in our being SJLC focus, I probably don't need to say that the SJLC part also points to serving Jesus, living in community. But I think it's particularly important for us Christians to remember that we serve Jesus by serving our neighbor. As we go out into the world around us, we use the gifts God has given for our neighbor, our neighbor who lives next door to us, the neighbor who is a member of our family, the neighbor who is our coworker, who is our friend. So as you neighbor locally, use those gifts that God has given to you. Use them in love, the love that we have from God in Christ. Show your neighbor what it means to be a Christian by loving them. As a congregation, we're also looking to see how we might neighbor globally. And one of the ways that we're planning on living out that part of our identity in Christ is by supporting a refugee family. And we don't exactly know what that's going to be looking like, but we'll explore that over the weeks and months ahead. We're going to be acting in love towards people that we've never even met. This weekend, you're going to hear the story of a member of our congregation who first came to this country and to our area as a refugee, someone who was sponsored along with her family by St. John's, welcomed here and established in this place. And it looks like God is giving us the opportunity to again neighbor globally. The snowstorms come and go. 
And hopefully, this most recent one gave you a chance to be a neighbor with the people around you, to show them God's love. And no matter what storms might come in life, God continues to make neighbors. You need only look to the cross to see that Jesus is neighboring everywhere. Trusting God in Christ, you can find the healing that you need, the sign that you are valued, how much you are worth to your Creator, and the evidence of God's love for all people. So together, under the cross, by God's grace, we now have the chance to really be neighbors. Amen.